are Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, December 30th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is really keeping our fingers crossed that Misha Varabiev heals up quickly. Uh, according to Alex Appleyard, he sustained an ACL injury, which, ugh, that's the worst, uh, in his last game, so he's out for the season over in Europe. Oh, man, you just feel for this kid. You were really hoping that in Europe he blossomed and now this. So, yeah, like you said, we're wishing him well and a quick recovery. Indeed. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, really. There's all sorts of good places for that. So you can subscribe and get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network, your team every day. We're hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And today we are going to talk about uh, A.V. and Chuck had a little bit of a different approach to the taxi squad than we did when we talked about it. So I want to talk about that. Plus the uh, NHL on NBC broadcast schedule came out. So we'll get to dive into that a little bit. Then we'll move over into World Juniors and talk about some other stuff around the league. So chock full of stuff today. Really fun. Looking forward to talking about all of it. And if you want to talk with us about hockey and the Flyers and World Juniors. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You can send us questions for our mailbag. Let us know all your Flyers feelings. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. All right. So just the, the main Flyers info There was a really interesting conversation with Chuck Fletcher where he was talking about, you know, kind of why they were quiet from the front office as like other teams started picking up, you know, free agent signings or a couple of trades, which we'll get into, you know, in the third segment. But uh, he talked about that he's super confident with the squad that we have now so that there are no signings anticipated before the season. Uh, He's listening to trade proposals but doesn't again doesn't anticipate anything unless like the right deal comes up but he really likes having that cap space to work with in season which I think is really important to note all the comments that Chuck said makes sense and it it's follows up what he's been doing this past year I mean especially with like listening to trades but not making any hasty moves and like you said liking the roster that he put together I mean that was one of the biggest questions was like people want him to go out and get a winger but like where would that winger play because the Flyers have are look pretty good depth wise so um all of his his comments really makes a lot of sense and actually that's kind of what I want to hear (laughs) I I didn't expect the Flyers to be making any moves like uh, some of the players that have been signed, which we'll probably touch on later in the show, but they've stayed steady, which is what I want to say. Yeah, I I think it is really good that he recognizes the importance of having a little bit of cap space to spare because he knows Mm -hmm. like some of it is going to go away with whatever, you know, bottom 
forwards they end up going with in terms of what the eventual 23-man roster looks like, but there'll still be a little bit of room to play with so that, you know, if they want to make a move at the trade deadline this season, they will have the cap space and means to do it, I think, whereas a lot of other teams may not have that option because they're a little bit tighter right now. Exactly. And some people might say, like, you know, there's it's only a little bit of cap space available. Well, that little bit of cap space allows you to keep a player like a Scott Lawton or a or a player on like a really team friendly deal that you might have to move in a situation to get that wiggle room. Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about all the free agent signings over the course of this offseason. And there were a lot of teams that got players on one year deals for super cheap. And so if the Flyers are looking to make a move and maybe send a draft pick over to somebody for one of those at the trade deadline just to shore something up, like they'll fit right in. So on the taxi squad front, uh, Chuck said that they anticipate to use the full slick uh use the full six slots available to them and you know we were kind of looking at it by position but seems like Chuck and AV are looking to utilize that time to fill it with mostly young prospects and not necessarily veterans and they'll pick the best five players regardless of position to fill that obviously with one goalie which I thought was a really interesting approach. Yeah, that's an approach that I'm not <laughs> I'm not the happiest on because you can get like a player like Morgan Frost that would be in that um would be in one of those slots, but maybe that's just I mean AV continuing on wanting to see different lines rotations, maybe they feel confident that they could make sure these young prospects that they do have in that that taxi squad isn't sitting for a long period of time. So that's that that's interesting. I want to see what AV does with this taxi squad. Yeah, me too. And I'm wondering how much it'll change between, you know, the first few weeks to a month of the season and then assuming the AHL is actually going to happen, which is a big assumption, honestly. Yeah. But, you know, if they'll make any significant changes should the AHL go forward. So we'll be keeping an eye on that for sure. So the other big news was that the NHL on NBC schedules came out. And of course, as per usual, the Flyers are a big part of that broadcast plan. And sometimes it's like embarrassing as a Flyers fan just to have so many of those games. But, you know, I guess we'll take it. The Flyers are one of six teams to have seven games which is the most um, between NBCSN and NBC, the mothership over the course of the season. And uh, wouldn't you know it, five of those six teams are in our division. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And it's like, and then there's the devils. Um, (laughs) And and, uh, the only team not in our division that has those seven national games is, of course, the Chicago Blackhawks, because why not? Yeah, and they just got some tough news. So that'll be some tough games to watch <laughs> live yeah. because that team is going to look rough. Well, Detroit got six games, so, well, you know. that's true. <laughs> but you're used to Detroit yeah. at this point. It's true. And uh, just looking at a couple key matchups on NBC, 
they're a part of opening night, which we knew about already, but uh, they're doing a triple header and the Flyers Pens is the opening opening night game with a rare early 530 start. So what do you think of that start time? Um, I personally like the start time just for me personally, just because I like to be in bed uh, pretty early. So this helps with that. But then also, oh, I don't know how I feel because I it's going to be a rough sloppy game to begin with. But it being even earlier than seven, I don't know, just the Flyers in early-ish games just don't seem to mix. So th- this will be interesting. Yeah, I, it's such a weird time for a game to yeah. start that I'll be curious to see if both teams can kind of get moving quickly. Because <laughs> I think, you know, some of them will be just getting to the rank in their brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they... Uh, when they're dropping the pucks. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But it's cool to have the Flyers be like the opening opening game of the season nationally. So that's cool. And it'll be it's the first game. So everybody's going to have their eyes on the flyer. And I will say at least this time is really good because we should have a good team. Like this should be a fun, entertaining team to watch. So exactly. All eyes on them. Please do not disappoint. <laughs> yeah, I think uh one other interesting game that popped out to me was that um, on their Wednesday night hockey broadcast, the Flyers are playing the Rangers on St. Paddy's Day. So that'll be a fun night to imbibe some uh, Guinness and uh, and watch some hockey. And then the other thing which I thought was pretty cool was that the broadcasters decided to have a flex schedule for the last weekend of the season just to be able to slot in there whatever game they feel like makes the most sense with like playoff races and stuff so that was pretty good too yeah I like that Um, especially because we don't know what's going to happen in like four or five months so uh, I like that they have that flex yeah well, you know, talking about the Flyers having a 5:30 game, that might be, you know, a tough starting point for them, but you know, if they had Bill Go, I bet they could get through it and win that game against the Pens because, you know, Bill Go is a healthy replacement for energy drink, but that energy is not fake. It's like five-hour energy without that same crash feeling, which would be important for the Flyers. Plus, it's natural, so it's much better for your body. Like if you had a monster drink with a third of the caffeine, but much better results. Plus, it's easy to take. It comes in an ounce and a half packages, so you can put it in your pocket or, you know, stick it up your sleeve underneath your elbow pad, wherever you need to, to take it to get through the day. Yeah, I would be surprised if some Flyers players aren't using Bilko because not only does it give you that jolt of energy, it's really good for you. So the trainers will get off your back. Bilko may sound familiar. That's because it is brought to us by Bilt Bar, who we love. So you know that the ingredients are healthy, safe, and very tasty. Right now, they have three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. So Bilko somehow combines energy gel with collagen protein, B3, B6, B12, honey, and that kick of kick of caffeine. So we're not lying when we say it's good for you and it tastes really good too. So visit BiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 
20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Betting on the Flyers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So Danielle, uh, how are we feeling about World Juniors right now? Well, I have a just jolt of national pride. <laughs> Team USA <laughs> and our boys specifically are doing very, very well. And yeah, they must have heard the podcast and listened and was like, yeah, we we have to take that loss like to Russia out of our, their minds. Let's give them something else to talk about because they did good. And Team Sweden could not be outdone by Team USA and our boy on Team Sweden look really good too so i'm happy right now me too honestly it's been like a good couple of days since we last talked about world juniors and yeah watching team usa bounce back from that loss to russia with an 11 to nothing shutout of austria and then a seven to nothing shutout of the czech republic just it warms my usa hockey heart (laughs) So we also talked about on Monday's show, we had our nemesis of the week, which is being too hard on kids who are playing in this tournament, that it's just a small window into their skill set. And I feel like this game against the Czech Republic was indicative of that very philosophy in the reverse, in the sense that, you know, Spencer Knight had a great game absolutely bouncing back from all the criticism in uh, in goal, getting that shutout. But also, you know, much as we're going to talk about how great Bobby Brink and Cam York looked, but you you can't go off one game and say, like, they're the second coming, you know? <laughs> or we can, and we're just being well, funny about it. But yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Spencer Knight, boy, I mean, I was obviously happy for Team USA, and our Flyers prospects on Team USA. But Spencer Knight, I just, Carter Hart has made me have such a soft spot for goalies that have their whole nation on their country. And Spencer Knight definitely didn't have that. But it just, the the takes I was seeing about Spencer after that game against Russia was just kind of mind-blowing and very dramatic. So I, I was the happiest for him and of course he's not our boy but we talk about him enough Cole Caulfield finally got on the score sheet so the relief in his eyes matched the relief in mine oh yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah and of course uh, Trevor Zegras uh, the Ducks prospect continuing to dominate the tournament I mean my goodness he looks so good he did he looks even better than he did last season which you expected but it, I don't watch Trevor a lot, so I'm just, like, shocked each time I see him. I'm like, yeah. wow, this kid is going to be really good. They buried him on the fourth line last time around, and to see him being given, like, the proper opportunities has been just tremendous. And it's just showing in his play and the results. Absolutely. Let's get to our kid. Yes. <laughs> Amazing, right? Like, this, I mean, this is what you expect to see from it. All the chances that he's getting are finally getting uh, going in. Exactly. And you just see how he's put in the work. He's mm-hmm. put in the effort. He's figured things out. And my God, 
like that third line looks so phenomenal. (laughs) They're like a really good grinding line in terms of, you know, their goals are going to be the dirty goals up front and but but they make it happen. And so like Berard, Farinacci and Brink together just look so good. And like their tenacity is Mm -hmm. so evident in every shift that they're out there together. And, And Bobby stands out amongst them. And that's so crazy, right? Because when Bobby was drafted, I mean, everyone saw this was a goal scorer. And the goals that he's scoring are the dirty goals. And those count just as much as the pretty plays and the pretty goals. And, you know, when we saw Bobby at at, um, development camp, he was playing on a skilled line. So for, like, the fact that he can play on that skilled line and produce, the fact that he can play on the third grinded out line and produce and stand out, that's just indicative of the type of player that he is and just should get a lot of Flyers fans excited. Yeah, absolutely. It was just so much fun to watch him. And you could see the improvement in his skating Mm -hmm. as well, because he is in the play at all times. He's in the right spot at all times. And he just has a little bit of extra jump in his game. And, you know, you saw it in the game against Austria. But like we talked about, that that game was kind of hard to judge just because Team USA was so (laughs) dominant and they were so much faster. But against a team like the Czech Republic, who actually played, you know, really well against Russia, Mm -hmm. was a much tougher matchup. And USA was able to adjust to the Czech, you know, defensive style really well. And Bobby's line especially was able to break through. And that's a really good point because one of my concerns coming into this tournament was how Team USA would adjust. And I agree with you that they were able to adjust to the Czech team this in this game. So, you know, not to be outdone is our other boy, Cam York, who had three assists in this game. Mm-hmm. And he is, as of recording and as of that game ending, was the leading defenseman in scoring in the entire tournament. So... That's pretty good. Yeah, six points in three games. And it's so crazy because, you know, when we talk about Cam York, especially when we talk about his play in Michigan, he's not, I I mean, I guess for me, I wouldn't peg him as an offensive defenseman because, I mean, he's coming after Quinn Hughes, which was, which is, he is the ultimate offensive defenseman. Um, But when you look at Cam, like, yeah, he has both aspects of a good defenseman in his tool belt, whereas he's good defensively and he can uh, jump in and pitch in on offense. And I mean, we've seen that on the power play where he looked like this was his power play. He was making some really good uh, passes and really good decisions to get the forwards up front some good looks. Yeah. And he had some really good keeps as well, like maintaining Mm -hmm. possession in the zone. And that stood out to me as well. So yeah, I'm really excited about both of them. Me too. So looking at some of the other action, you mentioned uh, Sweden over Austria, four to nothing. And Emil Andre, again, not on the score sheet, but got a bunch more ice time in the game and looked pretty good out there. Pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, he wasn't mind-blowing, but again, we weren't expecting him to be mind-blowing in this tournament. And I thought he held his own. He didn't look out of, out of place. He didn't look like he was giving up too much when he was on the ice and yeah I, I I'm proud of him I thought he did good yeah me too 
so just, you know, in the tournament overall, I, I think one game that stood out was uh, Canada-Slovakia, which Canada, I, I say only won th- three to one, which is a little bit surprising considering, you know, their previous game, <laughs> they dominated yeah. Germany 16 to two. And then, you know, Slovakia, you know, after they played Canada, only lost to Germany four to three in mm-hmm. overtime. So, you know, that was kind of a rough game for Team Canada there. Yeah, it was. And I, I'll be honest with the, you and with our listeners, I didn't watch that game. But just from what I, the commentary I saw on Twitter, it just seemed like, I don't know, they, I, I don't want to say that Canada went in thinking that they were going to run over Slovakia. Because I can't, I don't want to say that without watching the game, but it, it kind of seemed like they got that gist. I mean, I, definitely you always yeah. have to give Slovakia credit because they played well. To, to, they did. You know. They came prepared for yeah. Canada's attack and Canada just like took them a while to adjust and yeah. just could not, you know, get goals through the way that they're mm. used to. So it was, it was an interesting game for sure. But, you know, moving on from World Juniors, like we've been talking about, the NHL season is just around the corner. So it's time to decide what bets you're thinking of making before they drop the puck. And the perfect place to go for that is our friends at Bet Online. And not just hockey, college football is in the middle of its bowl season right now. And there are some big matchups left coming down the pike. And the NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoffs just around the corner. So there are so many things that you can bet on. And there's only one place that will have you covered and one place that we trust. And that's betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 50% off as a welcome bonus. Right now, they have the Flyers at plus 1600 preseason to win the cup but check out all of the other nhl bets they have including divisional winners and individual player awards don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit So before we get going on talking about some other news around the league, make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Flyers so when the season starts, you can keep up with all the action. And coming up, we're going to have a really great conversation with Scott Cullen from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey to bring you all the best advice with the Flyers twist heading into your fantasy drafts. All right, so... Danielle, like you alluded to, the Blackhawks had some unfortunate news with their captain, Jonathan Taves. He is out indefinitely because he is suffering from a medical issue, which is, you know, making him weak and lethargic. And he just cannot skate right now, which is a little scary. Yeah, it is because it I mean, obviously, we would they were very hush hush on this uh, information, but it honestly seemed like it came out of nowhere because he looked fantastic you know when the Blackhawks weren't in the playoffs so 
This, yeah, and and add to the fact that this came off of the back of uh, Kirby Doc being hurt uh, in World Juniors. So he's oh, out yeah. for a couple of months. Um, and then they lose their captain. So, and then they lost Brandon Saad over the summer. So it's just, it's a lot of, I, <laughs> I, I don't, this is very weird for me to say, but I feel bad for Blackhawk fans. This is a lot of information coming at them at once. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it feels a a little uncomfortable, but I mean, you can't help it (laughs) to feel bad for them, especially because, you know, I think as Flyers fans, we can relate to what Blackhawks fans might be feeling right now, just because, you know, with the Nolan Patrick situation, you have Mm -hmm. a kid who's out for indefinitely, there's no real timetable. It's not like, you know, somebody breaks their leg and you know how long that takes to heal and and rehab, right? It's yeah. just like some mystery illness. And you know, you never know. Like, is he coming back ever? I don't know. So it's just, it's tough. And like, yeah, my heart goes out to him. And, you know, I hope he gets better soon. And yeah, I'm sorry, Blackhawks fans. <laughs> like, yeah, that's tough. One thing I will say is that just with uh, Taves' announcement and then Henrik Lundqvist, I will say that I appreciate them putting their health first, right? Instead of just, you know, still playing through because there's a lot of things hockey players play through that we don't know. And instead of like playing through it and, and something terrible going wrong on the ice, they've just decided to set this out and figure out and, and take the time to figure out what's going on. So I do appreciate that they're doing that because, man, this is scary. It's scary. It really is. And, you know, like you said, it's really good that, you know, these players' health is being emphasized over getting them back out on the ice too quickly. So good for them. Other news around the league related to Henrik Lundqvist uh, not being able to play. The Caps invited Craig Anderson to their training camp on a PTO, which... Craig Anderson, I mean, I feel like there's other goaltenders available that Craig Anderson is like a little further down the list, but okay, Caps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess for the price range the Caps are looking to spend, I wonder if he was one of the only available. Yeah. I guess so. You know what? Uh, I don't even want to make a joke about it because I was going to, but then they could sign him and he could shut the Flyers out. So I'm just going to shut up. I'm not going to say anything because, like, we play them eight times. I don't want to make it so, like, you know, Craig Anster might come up with his best game against the Flyers, so knock on wood. Absolutely. And then uh, the Blues did something interesting, uh, inviting Mike Hoffman to camp on a PTO, but it looks like it's really just a way to circumvent the cap because they have to wait for Steen and Tarasenko to go on LTIR mm-hmm. and then they can sign Hoffman because they'll have the room. What do you think about that kind of move? I mean, I like the savviness of it. Mike Hoffman's a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes with some baggage, but he's a good player. And the Blues, man, I I could see him helping helping this team especially with Tarasenko being out and I I'm actually not sure how long Tarasenko like until he comes back so you know to have Mike Hoffman there just to you know maybe um, supplement some of the offense from Tarasenko being out uh, yeah I think that's a good move for them Absolutely. And a couple other moves. The Kings signed Athanasiu for 1.2, which is a pretty good deal. The Senators, who've been really active, uh, traded with the Bolts. So our old friend Braden Coburn 
uh, along with Cedric Paquette, are uh, wound up in Ottawa for Anders Nielsen, Marianne Gabrick, and a second rounder. But I think the deal that we're most excited about, just because it's like a good way to laugh at them, is the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> signing Corey Perry for 750k. Like the Montreal Canadiens want to be hated. Like, they, they really just do. want to be booed and. I, I just I can't imagine like they want to be booed. But one thing I will say is that Corey Perry. Now I I think I'm starting to understand people when they say Corey Perry is as a kind of a player you want in the playoffs because he did he did do good for Dallas in the playoffs. Like he was good for them. He was. He was. That actually makes me feel sick to say. So that's <laughs> just it's gross. I hate to say it. Yeah, well, to end things on a less gross note and bring it back around to the Flyers, uh, just, I don't know if it was like happenstance or luck or or whatever, but um, our buddy Scott Wheeler from The Athletic put out an amazing profile of Bobby Brink on The Athletic when he manages to be player of the game for Team USA. (laughs) So it was really cool timing. My favorite thing about it is that I learned that Bobby Brink is obsessed with cribbage, which is, like, amazing. (laughs) I was surprised by that. But there was a lot of cool um, little nuggets about Bobby in that article. But, I mean, Scott, obviously a listener of the podcast, heard us a little bit down on our wanting Bobby to just get that extra oomph to put the pucks in the net. Did a uh, a preview, and boom, it happened. So... That's us and Scott helping Bobby, I feel like. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for listening to today's show, everyone. We'll be back again Friday, which will be January 1st. I can't believe it. We'll have more World Juniors talk. And, of course, we'll have our gritty thing of the week. As a reminder, we want to hear from you. Send us in your questions or your flyers, feelings via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks for listening and have a great day.